Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Coach the Coach Radio. Brought to you by the Business Radio X Ambassador Program, the no-cost business development strategy for coaches who want to spend more time serving local business clients and less time selling them. Go to brxambassador.com to learn more. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Coach to Coach Radio, and this is going to be a good one. And for the folks out there, this is an important one for your business as well. So please uh, help you have a pad of paper, your phone handy to take some notes. This is going to be a lot of great information. Today on the show, we have Jack Tompkins, and he is with Pineapple Consulting Firm. Welcome, Jack. Thanks, Lee. I'm pumped to be here. I couldn't agree more. I think this we're going to cover a whole lot of good stuff. Well, I'm excited to learn more about your practice. Tell us about Pineapple Consulting Firm. How are you serving folks? Sure. So we're kind of your outsourced data nerd. So everybody is familiar with the fractional CFO uh, and fractional C-suite executive type thing. We're kind of the fractional analyst. Um, so that's what we do. We put everything into dashboards, help folks become data-driven. Um, so even non-financial or non-numbers folks can easily make decisions and build strategies from their numbers. Now, um, this is an area that's, I think, really not appreciated by most entrepreneurs. There's so much data out there, and there's so many numbers uh, to look at. It's very difficult for a business owner to really hone in on what are the kind of metrics that matter and how to discern what are the numbers you should be paying attention to every day. How do you help educate your clients to the importance of that, number one, and then give them some uh, tools so that they can pay attention to the stuff that matters and not get bogged down by all these other distractions? Yeah, it's, it's so we're obviously doing audio only, but I was aggressively nodding my head in agreement while you're going through that. Um, so, so number one, what's important, right? Or how do they get started? What metrics do they pick? That kind of thing. Honestly, I always say, start simple, start with something that you probably look at every day. And I'll use like revenue and profit as kind of the basic example, something that most business owners probably look at pretty frequently. Maybe it's not every day, but whether they're numbers, people, financial people or not, that is something that they're going to look at every day. So kind of start there. And then let the snowball grow from there. I always encourage people to start simple and then uh, ask yourself, like, what does that mean? Right. So revenue is up 10%. Fantastic. That's awesome. Why? Right. So was it uh, more marketing? Uh, Was it better conversion rate? Did people come in from LinkedIn as opposed to networking groups? Stuff like that. And your questions will kind of feed your next steps. So that's always my advice on where to start. And then second part of your question, um, stuff that we do at Pineapple to kind of help make it easy is all just using dashboards. So an income statement, I'll stick with a revenue example. I'm a financial nerd and I, I absolutely love going through an income statement. Most people don't because it's a black and white piece of paper and it's kind of boring to look at. It doesn't really tell you a lot of insights. When you throw that into a dashboard, Now you have a trend graph. Now you've got indicators of your performance. Now you've got your brand colors and it's actually kind of fun and engaging to look at. So I guess the all in answer is start simple, feed your curiosity and then make everything visual because it becomes a whole lot more usable when it's visual. And I think that's another important um, kind of component with this. A lot of times people get, they just see kind of um, 
numbers and they see columns and it's numbers and that that doesn't really give them any context uh, unless they can somehow remember what it was the same time last year or over time or last quarter. It's it's difficult to really understand and appreciate uh, the direction your business is going unless you put this kind of data into some visual uh, tool that helps you kind of see trends. Right. Yeah, that's exactly right. And the same thing goes for um, obviously this is coach the coach and everything. So for the coaches out there, for the consultants out there, when you're working with a client, it's a whole lot easier to point to a number that is in a graph or in a chart or something like that and have a solid foundation of, to your point, Lee, the context around it, right? Here's what it was last year. Here's what it was last month. Here's how we're trending. Boom. Now you have this solid foundation for the conversation and you can get into strategy now that you've covered the numbers piece, the quote unquote boring numbers piece that you have to get through. And I think it does a, a better job when you have these uh, this information in a visual form. I think it the the story becomes clearer. Yes. It it becomes when when people can kind of see the graph and see the trends and see however you're kind of framing the visual, whether it's a pie chart with a big slice of pie that just improved, you can see it. It it, it helps you tell your story better. It helps you kind of understand the impact people that people are making in the company. Yeah, that's exactly right. That is a hundred percent right. And that's, I think the number is like 65% of people are uh, visual based learners, but throw a big red down arrow on the screen. Everybody's going to understand that that is not something that should be uh look, that's not what you're going for, right? That's kind of, that's kind of the big ed, red, red X that you want to avoid. So you dig into it and, um, it becomes really clear with the visual. Absolutely. So now what's your backstory? How did you get into this line of work? So uh, kind of boring, honestly. Um, I uh, grew up, if you will, professionally in the insurance world. So um, up in Connecticut, uh, was an analyst for a, in a bunch of different capacities and had some really cool like leadership roles in there, but really liked the analysis, really liked making dashboards because I had to present every now and then to you know, like the CFO of the division or, or my boss's boss's boss or something like that. And I quickly realized, even continuing our visualization com- uh, conversation, the best way to get my point across to this leader who only has two minutes for me is to just not even explain it, just turn my computer around, show them a picture of the dashboard, and then they'll get the insights that they're looking for. So that's kind of where it all started. And then I'm about two years full-time in running Pineapple on my own. Now, um, kind of the epiphany of a dashboard or, or seeing the value of a dashboard, was that something you were like, okay, I can create dashboards, I can take this data and kind of um, smush it into a dashboard so that it becomes very crystal clear, just the handful of metrics that matter for an individual client. Was that kind of the epiphany? And now I can now I have a tool that I can now deploy and offer to lots of people. It w- was that what happened? Or is this something that you work with clients and then customize some solution, whether it's a visual dashboard or whether it's numbers or whatever the solution is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of both. So I think I, I should know this because I'm a numbers person, but at least 90% of what I have done for clients has been completely custom from the ground up. And I honestly love that. I have an absolute blast making that type of stuff. But to the first part of your question, that was kind of the formula right? It was, let me take the things that matter because in my corporate life, it was, 
I know that they're going to ask about these three metrics. And now in the small business world, it's, I know we care about, you know, revenue, profit and leads and conversions or, or, you know, whatever it is. I know that those are the big things. So how do we package them? And they kind of form together to be this a bit of default stuff. So we can have the conversation of here are the KPIs that we're thinking about. Here's why they make sense in general. Let's see if they make sense for your business too. And then part two, um, let's, let's make it custom to your business and make it visual and make it engaging and make it interactive. Now, most small businesses, if they don't, uh, they I would imagine not have kind of a data analyst on staff, but they might have a bookkeeper. They might have themselves with QuickBooks or some, um, you know, software. How does your firm kind of play with those um, tools and how do you help them get the most out of those tools? Right. So it's it's a very complimentary situation. Um, and I'm glad you brought it up, Lee, because my business is very garbage in, garbage out, right? So if the bookkeeper is, or if there is no bookkeeper, right? Maybe that's the better example. If there is no bookkeeper. It's difficult to create a dashboard, a financial dashboard, right? Which is a very common thing. I link up to QuickBooks all the time, but if the data is not good in there or it's inaccurate or whatever it is, then the dashboard is not going to be totally useful. So whether it is the bookkeeper, whether it's the CPA, whether it's the CFO who wants to know or wants to drive the strategy, but needs to know a few metrics first, those are all folks that are great, either information uh, feeds for us or data sources for us. And then, um, so how do you kind of work with your clients? Is it something that you just say, okay, here's what you need. And then you just give them the resources to do that. And then they just now the bookkeeper is doing this kind of work or their CPA or their themselves, or is it something that your service is kind of an ongoing, uh, like a retainer, like a relationship? It, it depends. It's again, so everything that I build is custom and that's kind of the model for working with clients too. It is very client by client. Um, more often than not, it works out, out to be a retainer type situation. So, the example, the standard example is people come in for, Hey, I have this idea. I want to see financial dashboard with, you know, sales by skew or by product that came in through online versus, versus whatever channels online or whatever other marketing sources. So they have that idea to start and then it kind of evolves into, all right, this is great. We also want to see how that impacts our operations. We want to see uh, some more marketing stuff that we can do better. And so it kind of grows from there. So I guess kind of wrapping that up, um, it does transform into a retainer thing after starting as a project in more cases than not. Now, are you typically kind of partnering with CPAs or these payroll services or the people that have some of this data? Are, are you kind of going arm in arm uh, with them or are they referral sources or are they just kind of, you know, you're just complimentary services that are both serving a similar client? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, kind of a little bit of all of it. I would say referral sources, both uh, both directions, right? So uh, a business coach, for example, needing to see the numbers, they talk to me and then me creating the numbers, building the dashboard and then saying, hey, talk to this business coach because he'll help you kind of build the strategy off of it. So the referral partner is uh, most common of those options um, I, with, again, just very, very complimentary services. 
And then um, in your work, are you kind of, uh, is this kind of industry agnostic or do you have some niches that you focus in on? It's been kind of all over the place, which honestly is a whole lot of fun for me because like I said, I came from insurance and that I, I really like the people. I like the work. I did just, I didn't like insurance that much. Um, so to be able to work, I have clients in transportation. I have clients in e-commerce. I have, I have other consultants as clients and, and kind of the whole gambit. And that's super, super fun for me. Honestly, there's so many different metrics out there and so many ways to slice the data and a bunch of different things matter to a bunch of different people. So I, I am pretty industry agnostic. Uh, I should say we are pretty industry agnostic. Um, because it's just, it's more fun that way. <laughs> and then the, cause the dashboards don't care about the data, right? It's just a matter of aiming it at, at the right information that the person cares about. That's exactly right. Yep. hundred percent. Now, um, uh, for you, can you share a story maybe that kind of illustrates, uh, some of the impact you can have in an organization, maybe share what the challenge was before they got a hold of you. And then what happened after you kind of deployed some of your services into their world? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so this will be a, we'll go with a transportation company. Um, so fairly big company, um, big for my term. So I think they're 40, 50 employees, something around that, but, um, a whole lot of truck routes every day, right. Going in, going out, delivering packages, um, all sorts of stuff that is, it feels like, um, kind of was the analogy that we used. It was putting out fires with a blindfold on, um, so it was so many things happened in a day, right? Maybe a truck breaks down, maybe a delivery is late and, and all that stuff. So it was kind of just whatever happens today, we're going to deal with it and then wake up and try and figure it out tomorrow kind of thing. And, and that's probably a bit too cavalier. Um, but the bottom line is it was put out the fires first and then try and build the strategy second. So what we did was we created an operational dashboard and a financial dashboard. So the operations was how many stops did we do? How many packages did we do? Um, what was the time? What was the efficiency on all of that stuff? And then how does that lead to financials, right? So two complementary dashboards. And now the operating structure isn't put out fire, figure out solution. It's now anticipate what's going to happen, select the most efficient things, aim for specific targets that we know we can hit based on data, and run the business much, much more efficiently. And honestly, with a lot more confidence, because when, when it's not just dealing with fires, it's a whole lot less stressful. And when the numbers are backing your decisions and you're telling your management team and stuff like that, Hey, here's what we need to do. It's a little bit of a stretch, but I think we can do it. You have the confidence of the numbers to back you up. So uh, this client in particular um, would be the first to say that the dashboards are something that he looks at every day and it is just, it's a 180 for his confidence uh, in his day-to-day -day business. Now, are there some kind of symptoms or breadcrumbs for you or for a company that says, Hey, you know what? Maybe a data, a, a data analyst is the right person that we should be talking to because it, I would imagine that this isn't an area that a lot of, that it's top of mind for a lot of folks. No, you're right. It's, um, it's not super tap mind. It's one of those data is one of those things that it, honestly, even in the corporate world too, it was, oh man, we should definitely look at that. Right. And then kind of crickets because it, right. it seems really like happens. a nice to have, but not a must have. But I, I think that in today's world with so much data out there and everybody having the ability to collect so much, I think it, it moves higher up 
in that uh, hierarchy and it becomes something that is becomes a must have. I completely agree. And I think that is the, that's the shift that's happening. Um, So corporate has had data and dashboards and stuff like that for a while and making decisions off that for a while now. I, I'm kind of seeing the transition into more small businesses. And I have a couple of solopreneur clients as well, that one of their first priorities when they started their business is let's get the data set up. And I absolutely love that just in general for the, for the whole field of data. Um, so you're absolutely right. It's becoming more of a must have because of the decisions that come from it, because of the strategy that can come from data. And, and again, that's that confidence and, your gut tells you one thing, your gut's going to be right. Your gut plus your data can make you completely profitable. Right. And that's the thing. I think a lot of, especially the smaller businesses, they rely on just kind of their gut or just like that initial, you know, whatever happened first. And then they're using that data point as that's kind of modeling for everything going forward. And that's just one data point. And, right, um, exactly. <laughs> and I think that that's a mistake a lot of people, and you can get into a rabbit hole and you can go down the wrong path pretty quickly if you adopt that kind of a thinking in terms of strategic growth. Right. It becomes a short-term strategy that only has good short-term results. Well, and then you forget when you're wrong. And then right. so you are you don't have any kind of data that supports you having a good gut feel for things <laughs> like you right. think it is. Because as long as you're in business, you, you know, you're, you just have to win a little bit more to stay in business. <laughs> you don't have to be that right. But if you have some system that kind of looks at your data and you can make better decisions, you're going to increase your chance of success dramatically. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. And this this isn't to say get rid of your gut, right? Your gut's why you got into business in the first place. But again, your gut plus data, you're absolutely right. It's You can be so much more efficient, grow so much more, scale so much more when you have those processes in place and, and data being one of those processes. It is about as important as automating some of your marketing or developing a marketing strategy or consistent emails and, and conversations with clients, anything like that, any of that operational day-to-day stuff, data is right up there in terms of importance. So now, is there any kind of low-hanging fruit for our listeners out there right now, anything they, they should be doing today or something they could do today that could at least get them thinking about, um, you know, kind of analyzing their data or even just kind of being aware of the metrics that matter? Is there something that you would recommend people do yeah. So I think first would be just kind of a, kind of an easy takeaway for listeners is somewhat what we talked about in the beginning of starting simple. So even when you're just walking to your next meeting in the shower, whatever, wherever you do your thinking time, I would encourage everybody to just challenge themselves a little bit and say, I know what I focus on, right? I, there's a few metrics that I pretty much know offhand just because I have to. What's the next step? So using the example we used at the beginning, revenue, most people are going to know it. Why did it grow? Where did it come from? And then kind of build on that, right? So it's that sort of step one is what is the next step of importance? Because every step that you take is going to be exponentially better. So if you go into why data or uh, sorry, why clients have joined me. Fantastic. You'll get more clients because you know that answer. Um, And then tools wise, I always encourage folks to start with whatever 
sort of visual representation that their software that they're already using has. So QuickBooks for the an example, and most CRMs uh, have this Google Analytics as well for marketing and website analytics. There is always a default dashboard out there. It's not going to be great. It's not going to be exactly what you're looking for. You kind of dip your toe and say, okay, this is cool. I get it, but it's not exactly what I want. And then again, what's the next step? And that's where you get into uh, some more in-depth data conversations and and making sure that the processes are in place for the data to flow properly and making it easy to update and easy to visualize. But it starts kind of like most cliches out there, right? How do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? This is very, very similar. Just start with the next logical step that makes sense to you and is important to you today. So um, what is it that you need right now? Is there something uh, we could be doing for you? The list, what, is there anything the listener could be doing for you? Are you looking for more referral partners? Are you looking for more clients? Um, what can we do to help you grow? Oh, well, I appreciate that. Um, I never get that on the podcast. So thank you, Lee. <laughs> um, I, more clients and more referral partners are always fantastic. Honestly, I really like just kind of talking shop like I said, I always said earlier with being industry agnostic, I always learn so much. It's always a lot of fun. I just like kind of seeing what other folks are doing. So I, I would absolutely love to have a conversation with anybody that's listening, just kind of talk shop, hear about your business. And I'm sure there's ways that we can help each other that will come out of that conversation too. So I, I just, I love small business and I love talking with other entrepreneurs. So please contact me and let's talk some shop. All right. If somebody wants to learn more, what's the website or the best way to get a hold of you? Uh, best way is the website and it is pineapplecf.com and that's the abbreviation uh, pineapple abbreviated uh, consulting firm so pineapplecf.com well jack thank you so much for sharing your story today you're doing important work and we appreciate you oh thank you so much for having me on this was fun and and i hope it was good for the listeners too all right this is lee Cantor. we'll see you all next time on coach the coach radio 